0: And welcome to Kinky Wrestle Factory. My name is Kyle Watt. I am one of your hosts here today, and we're back. It's an episode after only a week. Who would have thought it? We've not had a three-month break in between this one. But before we get into things, I would just like to introduce my co-host, the lovely Kay laugh
1: Hello, how are you?
0: I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. I am slightly injured. Um <laughs> We'll get into that in a second, but you may notice that we are missing uh, one of the parts of furniture of the podcast.
1: Rumour has it that in the wild, wild west where he stays, he's been taken away by a mountain goat. That's just a rumour though.
0: That is a rumour, because um, in reality uh, Mark's having some issues on the farm with his, uh, with his internet. So, Unfortunately, no Mark Leslie today. And uh, it was a bit last minute, so I didn't have enough time to find a replacement. Um, not that you could replace Mark's dulcet tones, so it's just us, just us two, locked in the room together.
1: It's like quarantine all over again.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So, talking about um, <laughs> talking about the situation, <laughs> do you want to care? Do I care to tell the <laughs> listeners what what happened yesterday?
1: <laughs> right, I'll I'll give a summarised version. So. We're in the middle of tidying the house, like, putting it together. I don't know, I had, like, some sort of manic episode and thought, you know, this is the best time to take our one weekend when we're free to tidy the whole house. That's what I do. So, Kyle was being funny. I was in a silly, goofy mood. And Kyle was going to put something in our bin. So, to give a bit of a background, over where our bin was, we've got, like, I go to Costco a lot. There's, like, what, like, a hundred things of toilet roll Mm -hmm. in the corner? So you're bent over putting something in the bin, and I thought it'd be funny to run full pelt through the house, through the hall, through the living room, through the kitchen, and uh, belly bounce Kyle. Just see what would happen. Because I have moments like this. (laughs) So when I did that, um, Kyle obviously wasn't aware of it. And (laughs) he decided to to go flying (laughs) off his feet. Into the toilet roll. <laughs> dropped everything in sight. And on the way down. He banged into our washing. Like. Line thing. And um, the cat got a fright. Jump, But in the motion of jumping. She scratched his ear. So. While I'm looking at Kayo On the floor. Just doing what he's doing. Um, he's holding his ear. So I'm laughing harder. Because. okay, well, was a big lad. For him to just fall. Um like A sack of totties, it was kind of funny. Um, so, Aloko, he's holding his ear, and I was like, Why on earth are you holding your ear? Took his hand away, blood everywhere. And I don't do blood very well. So, what do you think?
0: I mean, it's one way to tell the story. I think you described yourself as doing a, a Braun Strowman <laughs> with the train, all that was missing was the, the train sound effects, the toot toot. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was... It just felt right. I mean, you are underselling it a wee bit. Um, there was like, a gash in my ear and there was, <laughs> there was blood everywhere. It was quite traumatic, some would say, to be honest. Yeah,
1: uh, well, anyone was... who doesn't know me, they should realise I just get these moments, these urges of funny things. Um, I don't always abuse Kyle. It just somehow, it just sometimes happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, oh the gash in your ear was disgusting. I nearly passed out.
0: It wasn't actually that bad, I'm I'm hamming it up a wee bit but yeah, there was a there was a wee chunk in my ear that was gone. Um nothing too serious. We just we cleaned it out. Yeah, antiseptic and all that stuff and then got back to whatever I can't remember what I was doing. Watching oh that's what we were doing. Actually we we're watching nineteen ninety six WCW.
1: Yeah, but before we washed out your ear, what actually happened was so I'm a first aider. But I'm not very good with blood. <laughs> um, I
0: don't know how you passed that course.
1: <laughs> near yeah Um, So, while cleaning Kyle's ear, a bit of blood touched me and I just started passing out, started gagging. Just, I couldn't handle it. Couldn't handle the scandal. Um, It was disgusting. But yeah, we're watching WCW. That's how we kind of chilled out our night. Which has been good. Yeah,
0: can't complain. We'll get on to WCW in a second, actually. Um, But moving on from, you know, the, the ear situation, we do actually have our first ever listener question.
1: How exciting is that it's actually exciting yeah i want we'll see what other ones come through
0: i mean i would like more questions if you do have any questions then please put them forward to to us on twitter um i believe there is a a way to do q and a Q&A under the the episode on spotify if you're listening there um i have put a link to that um on each episode so anything like that just hit us up but
1: it doesn't have to be wrestling related either I'll oh that's true. honestly answer anything to an extent, I'll answer anything.
0: Honestly, if you want advice as well, Kayleigh's very good with advice.
1: Doesn't mean it's good for you, but I'm good at giving it.
0: Any Agni-ant stuff, give us a shout.
1: If you just want someone to be mildly aggressive, I'm also good at that. Dear
0: Deirdre, you know? Dear, I don't even think
1: there's something for Keely. Call
0: Kayleigh. Call Kayleigh, I like it. There we go. We'll start doing call-ins. We'll start doing phone-ins. <laughs> that is good. Like, like uh, Super Scoreboard. <laughs> okay. Bumble wrestling. I'm raging, Roman Reigns is won again, it's over,
1: I had t-shirts printed and everything. And that's just from Mark.
0: <laughs> Fair.
1: So what's our first question?
0: So, um, we have our first ever question, and it comes from friend of the podcast, a fellow podcaster, Scout, our good friend Scout. So, he asks, if I can find it. What are our thoughts on AEW potentially introducing a Trio's championship? So, I don't know if you want to go first on this one or be happy to let me run. Um, you can go first. So, my thoughts with this sort of stuff is, I mean, I don't know how I feel about Trio's titles. I'm not a huge fan of them, to be honest, right? Be- and I think my big thing with this is that I'm not a big fan of, of trios matches in general, so like six-man tags, never really massive. I think there's too much moving parts yeah, for me. Slow. So, for me to have a, a sort of trios title just means there's gonna be more trios matches, which I don't. I don't really know. I get the concept behind it. Like if you've got a lot of you know three-man groups on your your show, it can work. Like you know, Ring of Honor did it, um, and they've got a lot of sort of factions and stuff like that. But I don't know. To be honest, I think. Keeping it simple, keeping you know your men's title, your women's title, your two secondary titles and a tag title, I don't really see any need to, to go any further than that. Do
1: you want my opinion now? Yeah, go for it. I think it. it's shit. Okay. <laughs> right, so bear with me. So what I'm saying is, you've already got tag team titles, yep. okay? And that's standard, and having a tag team is something that is easy to have you can get tag teams of all sorts of people, people getting together, you've got like all sorts of brothers, etc, etc. You've got everything. Mm -hmm. Having a trio seems forced. Now, I get it if you've got quite a few trios, but like you're saying, I'm not a fan of the matches. So what my issue is, if they bring in a a trio's title, you're now going to get more tag teams with an extra. It's going to feel like it's forced upon you. It doesn't feel fair. It's not my cup of tea, personally. But saying that, to try and be optimistic. On the other hand, I hate when you've got three people with tag team titles and they just switch out and anyone can defend them because the, the they, did, role, yeah. they didn't win the titles. That's I don't get that. That's just like, imagine I was just best friends with someone who won a title so I'll just decide, oh, I'm the champion as well. Doesn't that work, can Um So yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like it personally. I think it's just going to force upon more kind of forcible three three ways. I don't know. <laughs> Why? You,
0: did your brain just switch off halfway through that sentence?
1: Halfway through, I just started thinking of funny innuendos. Um, yeah, there's going to be all these threesomes <laughs> that no one wants.
0: I don't know if that's what's going to be happening.
1: Um, so, yeah, I just don't see it. And also, like, I don't keep up with AEW as regular as I'd like to, but there's not many trios. I'll use trios this time. Trios that I can think of that stand out that I feel need to have titles. Do you get me?
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You know what will happen. The Dark Order will have them. That's ultimately what will happen yeah. um, with, with AEW. I think, just having a look through the roster just now, like yeah, that... The need Young more, Bucks and Adam. Do we need more belts? Like, this is my pro- this is the problem with Derby. Is Derby have too many belts?
1: Yeah, so they don't feel special. This is one thing that I think AEW's got for them. They've not got too many belts, so then it feels like everyone's a champion. Because the issue with WWE just now, it's like, you know, you get the participation trophies in school. Oh, you ran. You came last. But you didn't give up. No, I want a champion. I want someone that you're thinking, oh, not everyone can get it. That's the whole point. You're meant to be the best of the best. Whereas, AW's got that down just now. If they bring in more titles, which they're going to just keep bringing more and more, it just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah, I get it because, it, like you said, the, the title's meant to be a special thing. It's meant to be, you know, you're the you're the top, you're the top guy or right. top or top woman. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you if everyone's got a belt,
1: then yeah.
0: who cares? It's not it's not that exciting. So yeah, I I get where you're coming from. I for me, not a huge fan. Yeah. Uh, again, I think there's a lot more things AEW could probably spend their time doing, but we'll see what happens. You never know.
1: They may have a good way of doing it, because what I will say so far, anything they have brought in, they've had their own unique way of doing it, and it's worked. Yeah. But I just don't see that working. I don't look at the roster just now and go, oh, there's a trio, there's a trio, there's a trio. Oh, I can see a roster to deal with that. Yeah. I just see, oh, there's two guys and a pal. I get that. I don't like it.
0: So I hope that answered your question there, Scout. Um, if not, that Well, I was not. nice about it. You were nice, apart from just saying it was shit at the start. Was... Well, I wondered
1: if you wanted everyone to know how I felt. That's true.
0: That's that's one thing that, that would be said about you. You're never, never shy. So, do you want to tell everyone what we've been watching lately?
1: Okay, so right, I have this another thing. Gonna expose myself. I I have this weird thing where I want to watch something, but I can't just watch it anywhere. I have to start from the beginning. Like, literally, the beginning. If I thought we start a TV show. It has to be the first episode. Which makes sense for, like, actual shows. But when it comes to wrestling, I like to go as far back as possible. It just feels right. So, growing up, I never watched WCW. Just strictly WWF. So I thought we should go back and watch all of WCW. So we've now gotten to the 1996 Bash at the Beach. Where, well, most people who are listening should know. is where the... We find out who the third man was. So this is what I've been doing over the weekend. Can I get into that? And yeah, what's your what's your thoughts on it so far?
0: So we we caught up watching the the nitro before bash to the beach. Yep. That's where we started watching again. Um, and obviously that kind of ended with that big sort of brawl between um, the outsiders and the you know Macho Man and Sting mm-hmm. and everyone was kinda of getting involved. And I thought it was quite good. It's it felt real, which yeah. is which is nice. I think a lot of you know, wrestling now doesn't really feel real.
1: Yeah, and even then, of course, it's easy to say in that time things were different. You didn't have the internet like you do today. Um of course things like that is it's easier to try and have that kind of facade with it. But even then watching it back now, with what we know now, it still had that real element. Yeah. Just little things it was as if they were like oh we're having to go off script and do this or we're going to cancel that match because this has happened. Just little things that really made it feel good and something that what I've noticed watching WCW they're really good that if something big's happening they'll mention it during other matches so one of the problems that we were discussing that WWE have just now everything feels like a section its own segment and with that being said nothing can crosses over, correlates and stuff so it just feels like this is happening, that's happening that's happening, nothing's happening at the same time whereas at least when you're watching old wrestling especially and what WCW are doing really well just now if something big has happened in the show they'll still talk about it throughout and then again it makes it feel real the whole time we were going oh no we don't know what's going to happen, we don't know why these guys are here what's going on so yeah it's got me hooked
0: Yeah I think it was one of those things that like at the time if you were watching Nitro and you were on the fence about buying the pay-per-view, you'd definitely be like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting that. I need to see that.
1: 100%. I think that's
0: the problem now, is that it seems to be that pay-per-views are now done to sell TV mm-hmm. rather than the other way around. So they'll give away the pay-per-views for free and then go, oh, right, find out what happens tomorrow on, on Raw. And you're like, oh, well, I've just paid to watch this. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think that's the, the big change. And I think overall, the, the storytelling of, you know, Just Nitro in general is really good, and Mm -hmm. it's something I've noticed kind of going on throughout the throughout the time of sort of watching Nitro. Is that everything kind of flows, and there's like a a story Uh, the whole way through.
1: It flows really well, and they've got a good combination of using guys. Of course, looking back now, some of the unknown guys we would say are people that are really well known now. Like, for example, one of the matches was Rey Mysterio and they're like, oh, he's brand new. Of course, now watching it, I've got a whole different perspective because I know who he is. But even then, at the time, they made these guys seem like big deals. So it's no wonder they did become the height they have became, just looking at it. But no, exactly what you're saying. They were really good at selling the pay-per-view. It made you want to watch it. And something that we've been doing as well. So... Again, I know what happens in WCW. I'm not naive to it. But again, I never watched it live. I never actually saw the shows. I just know from like, watching stuff like documentaries, just like wrestling knowledge over time. So it's good to actually see it. And comparing what WWE, well F at the time, were doing at the same time, like at the same shows, they're in very different places. It's no wonder that they were winning the ratings more at that time because they seemed like they were a whole step ahead, which is funny because this is how exactly AEW feel just now. With WWE, they seem like they're a whole step ahead. They've got the talent. It's as if we're kind of watching it again, just yeah. now. It's
0: weird to see. It's very true. So, like we said, it's Bachelor the Beach, 96. So this was on the 7th of July, 1996, at Daytona Beach, Florida, at the Ocean Centre, eh, in front of about 8,300 fans. Again, looking like a good, good crowd, to be honest. It was a weird-shaped arena, I noticed. It was. Um, it was like kind of... It was, it was very much like a... I don't know how to say it. It wasn't very round. You know, like a lot of yeah, stadiums now are kind of like round in the rings in the middle. It was kind of like a, a sort of more of like an auditorium sort of thing. But anyway... Uh, also,
1: put it in perspective, you weren't even born when this happened.
0: Exactly. Well I was.
1: Sure. I was one.
0: Oh, old lady alert.
1: <laughs> Shut up.
0: <laughs> so, on commentary, we had uh, Tony Schiavone and Bobby Heenan, who were superb the whole way through. Yeah, And they really also funny. had... Uh, Dusty Rhodes with them, which was interesting. Dusty
1: Rhodes was drunk half the way through this.
0: Yeah, Dusty commentary is superb. Uh, I think
1: You should never take it seriously.
0: It was a perfect sort of, you know, three man booth. You know, you had Shivoni was kind of straight man. Is another play- Shivoni <laughs> <laughs> was obviously a straight man. Uh, you know play-by-play play throughout the show. Then you had Heenan as the heel. He's obviously going to be putting wee digs in there. And then Dusty was kind of the face on the other side. So I know what's quite interesting with Three Map Booths, I know a lot of people don't like them because it doesn't work the way they used to. So you'd have the straight play-by-play play and then like the heel colour is normally how it used to work. But I think it was Corey Graves who described this in a podcast I was listening to where you have the straight guy in the middle does the play-by-play and then you've got the angel on one side and the mm-hmm. devil on the other. So it's like, you know, for everything that he says, there's like a good opinion and a negative opinion. So Someone's side him with the heels, someone's side him with the faces. Um, I think that was kind of how this worked.
1: Yeah, and no, it worked really well. And something that I liked as well, you didn't have um, Bischoff on it because yeah. I'm not a Bischoff fan of commentary. It's just too much. I have a cheap cam also too much. But still, I, I'm just not a big fan. This was like a really good way to kind of sell it. And again, like you were saying, they had a really good dynamic together. They knew exactly what they were talking about. It made you hooked. And something as well, which commentary is a weird one. Good commentary, you shouldn't realise you're listening to it. But when they do bring your attention to it, it should be for the good reasons. And again, a lot lately, whenever you realise you're listening to commentary, it's normally because you're like, why have they said that? Okay, it's it's always for negative reasons. Whereas then, again, it flowed so easily, you didn't even realise you were listening to it. You were too busy watching the match and that was just a great... Yeah, we, to watch along, so yeah, hundred percent. I think they're really, really good together.
0: Yeah. So get into the actual show. So opening match, like you said, you mentioned Rey Mysterio earlier. So it was Rey Mysterio Jr. against Psychosis, and then the opening match. Amazing and, match. Yeah, this is one of the things that WCW was kind of applauded for back then was the cruiserweights and, and using the Mexican cruiserweights. So. Just to see kind of Rey Mysterio in his early days, he was only 21 during this, right? yeah, this he match as far as I So
1: good, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, it was, this match was, was superb. A lot of the stuff they were doing, right, nowadays you look at it and you go, okay, well, that's quite normal. But then see if you actually think about when this was and the fact this was 96. WWE were really behind on a lot of stuff in 96. Yeah. So, this would have been the first time people were seeing a lot of this stuff, unless they were watching kinda of tapes from Mexico, Japan, all that sort of stuff.
1: Well speaking of behind, they were nearly ten years later before they got Rey Mysterio.
0: That's
1: yeah, yeah, pretty much. What year did you turn up again?
0: I think it was like two thousand and three or something like that.
1: Well, just shy of that then, but still there were quite a lot of years behind when you think about it. But this match is really, really good. Like you're saying, a lot of stuff you would kinda of take for granted these days. Looking at it back then was amazing. And you could even see that. The crowd just, they loved it. They couldn't get enough of it. The whole match, it was one of those matches that, I hate when people say fight forever, but you genuinely, you didn't want it to end. You weren't sure what was going to happen next. Now, I will say there was some spots that I was like, oh my God, can't believe I've just done that. Um, Very, very good. And they worked with each other really well. And again, going back to the commentary was brilliant for it. There was not a fault with that match, I would say. It was such a good match.
0: Yeah, I thought it was quite interesting, especially because you know Ray is so small. that psychosis, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of like the the bigger power guy in mm-hmm. the match. So it was quite a nice dynamic, um, and obviously Ray Mysterio picked up the win. Um, match went about fifteen minutes, which was was quite interesting to see because. Mm-hmm. There's matches on the show that we'll get into that felt like they were fifty minutes, when in reality they weren't. So this match flew yeah. by for me and I think that was just a testament to how good they were.
1: It was so good and, yeah, amazing match. Don't have any flaws to say on it. It was a great opener. It was something that really got everyone into it. And again, from us watching back, it made me want to watch the rest of the show. I was like, this show's going to be good. I was disappointed, um, but it started <laughs> off well. I will say that.
0: So up next, we had we had the Carson City Silver Dollar match. It was terrible. With John Tenta against Big Bubba, Mate, which heart. They
1: had a sock with pennies stuck to a pole. Like yeah, seriously, it didn't mean anything. Normally, pole matches when you get off the pole, it means something. This was literally this was the equivalent. Remember, I said my favourite weapon would be a butter sock. This is a cover of the butter sock. It was just pennies and an old sock. Terrible.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, this match was a shits. To be honest, wasn't it? Um, they should have cut it. My one good point um, from this match, or funny point, was that John Tenta just like, a fat Jake Roberts. He did, um, which was really funny. I don't know if it's because he had half his hair shaved off and <laughs> a crack addict. Well, um, but yeah, this this match was. It left a lot to be desired. To be honest.
1: My favourite part, personally, was when Jimmy Hart started acting like a stripper, started climbing that pole <laughs> like there was no tomorrow, um, and then started sliding down it very seductively. Cheeky wee Jimmy Hart.
0: Yeah, he was a fan of the pole there. To be honest. Yeah. That was
1: The That's only funny. good bit of that match. Literally, if you, if you just let Jimmy Hart go up and down that pole for a good 20 minutes, that would have been good. But that match was honestly terrible. Um, yeah, I, w- I wasn't in it.
0: Yeah, the thing is as well. I'm, I'm a big fan of you know Big Bubba. Um, you know he's he's one of those wrestlers that kind of has done it all. You know with the big boss man gimmick as well. So, his
1: favorite.
0: Yeah, exactly. So he's, he's, he's one of those ones that you know he's done a lot of good things, and I just think having Big John Tenta, maybe not the best pairing, uh, but like you said, Jimmy Hart climbing the big. The big pole getting the sock down—it was quite fun. But
1: let's call a spade a spade. When's John Tenta ever done anything worthwhile? Never. I think he's terrible.
0: Fair. I, I didn't realize this was going to be the John Tenta roast.
1: I just was... think he's terrible. There's, it brings nothing to my life, and yeah, glad he's no wrestling anymore. I
0: you gonna say we were going to see something else. There, or is it about half.
1: <laughs> no, there's only one person that I wish death upon, and we're not talking about him today.
0: Okay. So with that match aside, um, the next match <laughs> was the Lord of the Ring taped fist match,
1: right? Right. This is a bit. It's an actual ring. So this was. This is where Cody's got it from, when he had the Ring of Honor ring. Yep. So basically, the whole thing was he had a ring, which they kept calling King of the Ring. Oh yeah. And then they kept going, no, no, Lord of the Ring. Um. Mr. Tolkien, not we're very happy with that. Um. So yeah, he had this ring. He lost this ring. Jim Duggan found said ring and now he wants it back.
0: Found it in the men's room.
1: Which is funny because that is very loosely the same story of Lord of the Rings. Fair. <laughs> you wouldn't know you've never saw it have you? Nope. Don't plan on seeing it I'm not even going to get into that.
0: So yeah, I mean DDP not necessarily someone I've ever been a big fan of to be honest.
1: I like how more now he doesn't wrestle.
0: Yeah and I think back then it was um, it left a lot to be desired. I think Near the end of WCW, he was quite cool.
1: Yeah, for just now, he's just another guy. He's nothing special. I wouldn't get excited knowing he was wrestling, but he also wouldn't make me turn off either. He's just... Yeah. You know you're going to get a decent match, but nothing you're going to really remember and put on your top list.
0: And then he was up against Jim Duggan.
1: Who is boring.
0: Yeah, Jim Duggan, right? Absolute legend, right? Nice man. Um, Wrestler's own legend. But... <laughs> I feel like he's a bit past it at this point. Like, maybe if this was 10 years earlier, brilliant. Yeah. But I, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's just, again, this is one of the only downsides of WCW. They had a lot of guys that just, because of their name, they had them, but didn't really bring much relevance. Um, which is kind of like what TNA did as well. Just because you've got a name behind you doesn't mean you have to sign them and put them there. Like, Jim Duggan wasn't bringing people in. There was no reason really why he was there. Again, like you said, he was kind of past where he should have been. Overall, though, it wasn't a terrible match, but I'll be honest, I don't really remember it, which says something.
0: Yeah, it was a bit all over the place, and the bit I didn't get was that once Hacksaw taped his fists, his punches were harder. I didn't get that to yeah. be honest. I was a bit, I was a bit confused. It made
1: no sense at all. But, but anyway.
0: Yeah, I think this this show, right? I think everyone remembers this for two reasons. Obviously, the big one at the end that we'll get on to, um and the the Rey Mysterio match. I think everything kind of in between is a bit, a eh, loose yeah. stuff to be desired. There
1: wasn't a lot that kind of. This is the thing. It was actually, I'll be honest. After this, the only thing that kept me watching this was knowing what was happening at the end. It was the only reason that I continued to watch this match. But, well, we sorry, but hey-ho. Then we got on to the double dog collar chain tag team match. Now, don't even get me started on this.
0: Right, do you want to me more about this? The fact that at the start they called it a four-man dog collar match. Which it is, wasn't. Which is technically correct, but it was a tag team dog collar match. Yeah. Again, didn't like this one. No.
1: You know, I'm really into it. So, they had a Bash at the Beach show that they had in a studio, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: The day after it, on Nitro, the day after Bash at the Beach, they do it on a beach. Are you having a giggle? They had a fake beach they were fighting on. And the day after it, they went to a real beach. Why did you not do it on the. Why did you not do Bash at the Beach on the beach? If you wanted to make it such a beach theme. I don't know. Really annoyed me. Okay. So then, yeah, this was just... So, first of all, I hate the Nasty Boys. I love their merch, but they're just annoying. They just... And then Public Enemy, again, just... I don't really have much of an opinion. They're both just there. Um, nothing excited me during this match, to be quite honest. It was just... just It was what it was, basically. They, they just kept flinging each other around. There was a couple of hanging spots that just made me uncomfortable. Um, I will
0: say, right, the one thing that really annoyed me about this match is that the pretty much the whole match was in split screen, mm-hmm. but then the screens were tiny. It was like they had to get in their big graphic work. Instead of just splitting it across the screen equally and making it as big as possible, they had two tiny little screens. They weren't even angled properly. They, they were angled like at a weird angle yeah. so that they could have their big bash of the beach background. So you didn't even see half the match, to be honest. Didn't yeah. even know what was happening.
1: Because we were watching this on a large telly and we were struggling to watch it. It just wasn't, wasn't good, so... Yeah, nah, not my favourite, not something I'd really, I would never go back and watch it again and I actually don't have much to comment on it, it was just boring, to be quite honest, but yeah, then we got on to our our next match, if you want to go from there.
0: So, I personally am a big fan of Dean Malenko, right, I've always liked Dean Malenko, so he's a a great wrestler, Um, so when I saw Cruiserweight Champion Dean Malenko, let's go, let's have some good matches here. But then, it was against Disco Inferno.
1: Yeah. So, from what I've got so far, so again, hindsight been a wonderful thing. We know Dean Malenko is really, really good. He does some great matches. But from what I've saw so far, they keep putting him against guys that are terrible. It doesn't make sense. So, I get it. So if you want someone to look like they're doing really, really well, you'd put them against someone else. So they're like, oh, it makes them look good. But this just doesn't make any sense. So, the whole thing is that he's got his thousand holds. It's a thousand in it. Yep. Yeah, because Jericho's thousand and one. He's got a thousand holds. But then Disco Inferno just wasn't working with him properly. Every time they were trying to get the holds in and make it a big deal about his like his thousand holds, Disco Inferno just looked confused, as if he didn't know why he was in the match. It just wasn't Again, this is just the kinda of theme of this whole show. It started great and then just slowly went downhill from there.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Disco Inferno. He's do you know what he is?
1: Mm.
0: He's a shite Johnny Wee bad.
1: Don't you dare. How? I'm a massive fan of Johnny yeah, Reb. Maybe he's a, a shaper, on not
0: it? Mm, I don't know. I'm just. I, I just don't like it. To be honest, I think um, the match in general was all right, but
1: yeah. I if you if someone put it on, I wouldn't be like oh god, but I, I wouldn't get my way to watch it ever again. Yeah, you'd. I'd d- go for Dean Malenko.
0: Yeah, you definitely could have had better matches with Dean Malenko. I think we kind of saw that in the next night um, when we had Rey Mysterio against Dean Malenko and they oh, tore the house down.
1: Another amazing match.
0: But then what else made me think was the next night they had Eddie Guerrero on the show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So why was Eddie not in this match? Imagine Eddie versus Dean Malenko for the title.
1: Yeah, but then Eddie had to keep the title. You wouldn't let Eddie lose to Dean Malenko. Why Eddie's on a winning streak just now.
0: Is he? Okay, mm-hmm. I missed miss that. I'm not keeping up with my 1996 MSW, probably.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're making Eddie Guerrero a big deal. Okay. Which is right, because Eddie Guerrero is one of my favourite ever. Um, so it's cool to see those old matches again and see more of them. I really like it. Um, again, I've not really got anything else to kind of comment on that. It's it's just what it is. Dean Malenko, great as always. Disco Inferno, shouldn't be a wrestler. Um, and that's about it.
0: Okay. Um, the next match, not really much to speak about this one, to be honest. Nah. It was Steve Mongo McMichael against Joe Gomez.
1: Again, I don't even have any comments. I don't really remember much of it. I just think that they're both just...
0: That's it. It was the same guy against each other to be yeah. honest. So, meh.
1: Nah, we'll just move on to the next one.
0: So it was Ric Flair against Conan for the United States Championship. So at this point Conan, um, they mentioned had been wrestling in Mexico the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big deal. He was the Mexican champion as well Yep. in uh, in AAA. So it was quite a big match this, Ric Flair versus Conan.
1: So something I do want to see with this one. Number one, they made a big deal about Miss Elizabeth now being on her own, no longer being with, you know, her mister and stuff. She looked very uncomfortable the full night. Yeah. She looked like she didn't want to be there. It was actually uncomfortable to watch her. She looked like every time they spoke to her, she would look away for the camera. When she was out ringside, again, she was just looking away. She was like, had her back to hard cam, which I think was a good choice because she literally looked as though she didn't want to be there and she could have been anywhere else now. Of course, from the stories that have come out after that, you know, she wasn't a great place at that time, which is unfortunate. But again, seeing her like that, I honestly don't know why they, they pushed her out.
0: Yeah, I think um, Woman was amazing in this So I've, good. Because I've never really seen much of Nancy. But she
1: has to stop screaming. That scream was getting a my nerves.
0: Yeah, I think <laughs> I think she's. I've never really seen much of her, to be honest. Like, I never. I haven't really watched WWE. I never saw her. As a, as a manager, as a valet, mm. so um, it was quite nice to actually see her in, a, in action, I thought she was really good, really
1: uh, good? in, in the promo potential.
0: with like Mean Jean and making him feel uncomfortable, that was really good.
1: Right, we need to touch on that a second, the unsung hero of WCW is Mean Jean. now I'm a <laughs> massive fan of Mean Jean. Little Genie Baby is, is one of my favourites, but yeah, RIP him, um, Honestly, he is so funny. You can tell he's at that age, he's getting a good wage, he's been told roughly what to do, just stay, man. Because he literally comes across like he's just doing what he wants. Like he's so funny, he's so witty, he's always got something funny to say, he's always telling someone where to go. I just think he's so good. Yeah,
0: he's always got a wee comment, isn't he? Yeah. Just to make which is funny.
1: Genuinely he he's the best part of watching these shows, is just seeing what he's gonna come out with. But he's always been like that, but you can genuinely tell. I don't know what it is, it's just it's a wee vibe. You can tell that he's just been told do whatever you want. You are who you are. And it, was, it takes it to extremes.
0: It was the it was the promo with Jimmy Hart and mm-hmm. Jimmy Hart comes in and he goes, Ah Jimmy Hart, you little twerp.
1: Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> there was no reason for it, but yeah, no, he's so good. But yeah, going back to the match, really good match. Ric Flair and Conan, so good. I did like the, the dynamic, obviously Rick Flair being Rick Flair, the whole High fly and doing whatever he wants sort of thing. He's got the women on his literally the women, um, either side. And yeah, it was good. The women had a lot of kind of interference. Yeah. But she was good at it. This is the thing. There's nothing worse. I personally hate when you've got the female valet, who, it just looks really forced that they're doing something. But again, she had really good timing, really good like facial expressions and stuff. I think she could have well. It's a bit awkward. She could have went far. It's a shame she never got used more after this. Yeah. But she had a lot of potential.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, I thought the match was really good. Um, Ric Flair took the win and you know won the United States Championship. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I'm interested to see how that works. Because obviously we kind of know how everything kind of goes with WWE. But I think it'll be interesting to kind of see you know where he goes next. Mm-hmm. Um, my only issue is, right, Ric Flair is really good, right? Mm-hmm. That goes without saying. He's a really good wrestler do you not find them a wee bit boring sometimes? So... Or is that is that bad to say? Am I, is that sacrilegious?
1: No, controversially, I will say, I've I've been a Ric Flair fan for personality, not for anything else. So I think, as a person, and just his whole, like, persona and stuff, of course, taking away the, the controversial things. Not, like the,
0: not the helicopter. Not the helicopter. Okay. I
1: could go my whole life without seeing that. Okay, that's Um fair. I always thought he was, like, interesting, but... I was never a big fan of seeing him wrestle, but then, to say that is obviously, if you think about it, think of my age and stuff, when I saw him, it was when he was coming to the end of his career. A lot of stuff I saw, so again, it was mostly just seeing him in WWE. Night, like, the best memories I have of him is mostly during like evolution and things, where, I know it's bad to say, he was the old guy that every time he went in a match would just bleed uncontrollably, and I just couldn't be bothered with it. I just felt like every match was the same at that point. But saying that, now that I've went going back and watched a lot of his older matches, it is really good. But I just still can't get that kind of thought process out of my head. I just thought he was a bit boring.
0: Yeah, old leather skin.
1: Yeah, just just not for me. But that's just not the type of wrestling I like, to be fair.
0: I get you. I get you on that one. Uh, I think he does have some really good matches. He's one of those people that, you know, he can, he can you know, if he goes into full gear, you're getting a, a five-star match. But, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think sometimes you want a bit more... Variety sometimes I think is, yeah. is the the way to look at it. So yeah, that match was decent. Rick Flair picks up the win. Um Conan looked really cool. I liked mm-hmm. I liked Conan. Didn't think I would to be honest, but um he looked really cool. I liked his gear and stuff like that.
1: It was interesting to see him wearing that, but yeah, Rick Flair got the win. Thanks to women. Yeah, and that was that was it. Decent match overall. But yeah.
0: And next up we had two members of the Horseman. We had Arn Anderson That's a and- slapper. Yep, armed Anderson and uh, Chris Benoit against Kevin Sullivan and the Giant.
1: So, first of all, I just want to say, I know we're not meant to talk about him much now because of the whole, well, everyone knows. um, But I think I really like Chris Benoit as a wrestler. I think he's a really good wrestler. And if things were different, and I've always said this, I would, like, I would have been interested to see where his career would have went if, obviously, his life was different. I think he would still be relevant to this day.
0: Yeah, some would say he's still relevant now, but... why? Um,
1: oh, yeah. I, I... Him and Eddie Guerrero are two people that if life was different, I would have loved to have saw where they went because I feel that like they were both really good at reinventing themselves. And I feel that like they would have went really far.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to say. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, he was good here. Let's let's, let's say that. Um,
1: yeah. He was really good just now, and again, see seen them. And this is something as well, not to just stick on him, but again, you've obviously got a bit of a sore taste in your mouth lately when you hear his name, but see, actually going back and watching his old wrestling matches, it reminds me that I did like him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As a wrestler. I used to be a big fan of him, personally. Um I've actually got a funny story about him. I think I've told you it. So when the whole... There used to be these things you used to get... Do you remember the chewing gums that had the tattoos with them? Yes. So there was wrestling ones, and my mum used to get me them off the van every so often. So I'd, I'd collect them. So I'd get all sorts of people you'd have, like, Jericho and, like, Big Show and whatever. But I got really bad luck. I used to keep getting, like, really, like, terrible wrestlers. And they were just horrible. So then one day, I went to see someone. And my mum gave me some money for the van. Got these um, wee tattoos. Chris Benoit. I was buzzing. I was so excited. Ran straight to the bathroom. I put him on my arm. And I made sure, so I was really smart about this. I put him on my arm. So that he could still see him when I wore my school uniform, because I would really want to show off to everyone the next day. Oh, I'm so clever cool at Christmas! My tattoo.
0: Okay.
1: It just happened to be that he had his whole murder suicide thing that night, didn't he? So when I went into school the next day, number one, everyone knew he was a murderer, and um, those tattoos were notorious for not scrubbing off. So it's embarrassing time my life.
0: That's brilliant.
1: It was. It was horrible. It's actually traumatic. Um, so that's what I get for trying to show off on it.
0: There we go. <laughs> um, so, to talk about the match, I guess, uh, you know, we had Kevin Sullivan the Giant. It was cool seeing the Giant, I guess, but Kevin Sullivan, eh.
1: It's just weird seeing him with hair. That's the thing it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, his big luscious looks. Yeah. Captain Insano.
1: Also, was Kevin Sullivan going out with women at this time? Still, I think he was. I don't it?
0: know how the timeline works, but probably.
1: Yeah. Kevin Sullivan's someone I've never really been interested in personally. Is it's just weird? I don't know. I feel like he, he's relevant to this time, but it's just not. So, he's very nineties. Put it that way. He's yeah. a very nineties gimmick.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. Um, so yeah, we, we had Kevin Sullivan the Giant against Arn Anderson and Benoit. Any match that involves Arn Anderson, I'm going to enjoy because he's the best.
1: And also him and Benoit, they a very similar style, so they worked really well together.
0: Yeah, I thought this match was, was decent enough. Mm-hmm. Um, Sullivan and the Giant picked up the win, um, but yeah, again, it's, it's one of those ones I thought the, the match was decent enough.
1: Also, Arn Anderson, he's always looked in his 60s. That's true. Always. It was Emily's
0: his little glasses yeah. that got me. <laughs> um, not little glasses, but his Deirdre Barlow's. Yeah. Brilliant and that was the main event so we then had the, the six man tag team match so it was the Outsiders against Lex Luger, Randy Savage and Sting and obviously the Outsiders had the six man So or third man sorry
1: this was interesting so again going back to it obviously I know it was Hulk Hogan was a third man I know the premise of the match I've watched loads of stuff to do with it but I've never actually saw the match I know it's weird I've just never actually saw it so this was my first time seeing it, of course, with knowing the outcome, there wasn't a lot to kind of shock me and things, and again, like I said earlier on, hindsight been a wonderful thing, because I knew it was happening, I kind of caught on to the way things they were saying, but I personally think the match started off well. You had Kevin Nash and Scott Hall coming out, where's your third man, oh, when he's ready he'll come out, I thought that was really, really good. Then Lex Luger, Randy Savage, Sting, they came out, again, looked amazing. The match started, and if you think about it, if you are a fan in that time, would be interesting. Who is it? You we're just kind of waiting. And again, going back to the commentary, they were really, really good at being like, we're still looking out, we've got security everywhere. They sounded really worried. So the match was great. Then Lex Luger obviously got the sting, stinger splash. He was out out cold. And he got taken away. It obviously changed the whole dynamic. And again, the whole time you were sitting thinking, like, I wonder when it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. But the only issue is... Then I, I, I kind of it was hard to bring Hulk Hogan out without realizing it was him straight away, obviously. But when he came out, the only thing that ruined it was the commentary. Is he the third man? Is it him? They ruined can, it, they ruined the moment.
0: It's not really what you thought, you didn't really think. Or oh, as Hulk Hogan, he's a bit he's, in th- he's the third man, you know.
1: But I did as soon as he said that,
0: yeah. They say that, and you go, Cause, uh, oh, oh, what's the idea? on? what do you mean? Of course, Hulk Hogan's coming to help the, the good yeah. guys, So... That that kind of dampens it a wee bit. It's, it's, I think it's a classic kind of moment, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that kind of call maybe ruined it a wee bit. But again, overall, the, the big, it was a big moment. It was probably yeah. one of the biggest moments in wrestling history.
1: And I liked it. Again, you could feel how much the fans were in pain about it when you saw them throwing things into the ring, loving it. And I said to you, it was the face of Nash and Hall. They were loving it. They... They obviously, they haven't had a crowd like that in so long. They were loving, thriving off it. You could see in his face, Hulk Hogan was kind of, well, shitting himself. Like, he literally, think of the money he was bringing in, merchandise and everything. He, obviously, that must have been a big deal for him to change. But this is where I said, I was saying to Kyle, so I'm not Hulk Hogan's biggest fan. If you've listened to any of the other episodes, you know that. how I many sweaty But, um, he's always been a heel. This is the thing if I was I like, oh, first time he turned heel. He's, to me, he's always been arrogant. He's always had the definition of being a heel. Just everyone was too stupid to realise it. Do you know what I mean? It was in your face. Like, nowadays, if someone had the same gimmick as him, you'd be like, Yeah. This overly... Everything's nice, everything's good and all that. You'd be like, shut up. But yeah, it, it was interesting. I thought it was good. It's weird, though. And again, I don't know if it's because I already knew it was going to happen and it's... Like, I did not get the big shock everyone else did, but I felt a bit anticlimactic actually watching the show. Yeah. I, to how I, everyone I get, yeah. builds it up.
0: Yeah. I think... It's one of those things, it's like a massive moment, but it's not like a like snap like big change like you know when like Seth Rollins left the shield. Yeah. You kinda had that boom, chair shot, done. It this was very like, Oh Hogan's come to the ring, or oh, what's happening, or oh, then you, th- you know what I mean? Like it's very yeah. it's a bit slow. But so Again
1: I would say because I knew it was gonna happen, I could see it happening, of yeah. course. So maybe being in the time I would have felt differently about it, but I kinda go back to ninety six.
0: I get that, um, and yeah, I think overall, the it was as as that it was a massive moment. So, you know, the the whole show kind of revolved around that. Like all the other stuff that kind of was maybe a dampener on the show, it doesn't really matter at yeah. the end of the day because you had that big moment at the end. That's all people are talking about the next yeah. day. You know, especially going to Nitro, that's all people cared about was that.
1: But saying that, that much there. I would say Nitro was better than Bash at the Beach. You got more out of Nitro storyline wise and stuff as well.
0: Yeah, I get that, and I think that's you know the 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 big thing. Do you know what's quite interesting actually? Right, I've just pulled up on cage match. Um, at the same night, there were be done a house show in Providence, Rhode Island, at the Civic Center. Right. Okay. Um, drew a house of 3,774. Not a massive house for no. a house show. So this was the this was the card, right? It was quite a long card. So we had Duke the Dumpster Drosey defeating Leif Cassidy. No. Salvatore Sincere defeated Barry Horowitz. Okay. The Body Donners defeat the Godwins and the Smoking Guns.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jake Roberts defeats Justin Bradshaw. Yep. The Undertaker defeats Mankind.
1: Well, at least you've got some big names now. I've only had to get through half the show.
0: Ahmed Johnson defeats Goldust. Mm-hmm. Steve Austin defeats Savio Vega.
1: That's a random one. And Mar- a no disqualification match.
0: On a house show is weird. Mark Merrow defeats Triple H, or house terms as he was at the time. Okay. A main event for the WWF World title, Shawn Michaels defeats Vader by DQ.
1: Now if you just look at that, if you look at where they were sitting at that time, no wonder people were going over to WCW. No wonder the audience were watching WCW. You had to wait look at also look at the relevance of the people on that show compared to the relevance, I know it was only a house show so of course, Pinch of Salt that was obviously, house shows back then were used in different ways than what they are now they were used to kind of more try things out whereas nowadays with internet and stuff you don't normally get as much of that as normally actually just kind of showcase who you've got so again, Pinch of Salt with that but still, it's nowhere near competing, the sort of relevance of WCW and how far ahead they are in comparison to them
0: Exactly, so yeah, that's quite an interesting comparison there that we just pulled up. But I
1: like, think
0: overall the show's really good. I'm kind of enjoying W C W in the '90s, mm-hmm. um, but knowing our kind of schedule with watching wrestling, um, you might get another review of a WSW show in the '90s in like six months or something like that.
1: I feel lucky. Not
0: knowing how long it takes us to watch WWE or any sort of wrestling um, there, but. With that said, there is some modern wrestling that we wanted to kind of talk about. Not necessarily anything that's happened yet, but it's something that's coming up, and it is Crown Jewel. So there are, we are going back to Saudi Arabia on the uh, the 21st, so that's Thursday this week. So what we wanted to kind of talk about that and kind of run through the card um, and, and see what we're thinking. Have you seen what they're doing?
1: So they're actually showing *Crime Jewel in view cinemas over the country for like a tenner on Thursday. So you can actually go to the cinema and watch it with your friends. But they're only doing it in like six locations over the UK. Okay. But that's random.
0: That's quite interesting. It uh... makes
1: sense. See, because it's on at a decent time, it makes sense. But I don't think they're going to get many people that are actually going to see it. I think the closest one to us is Edinburgh. I think they've got like mm. something that was like... Edinburgh, Inverness, and then there was, like, three in London. It was just really random places. Sheffield, I'm pretty sure, was one of them as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's quite a strange one,
1: isn't it? I think it's at like, seven o'clock here. Yeah,
0: I don't know what time it's on, actually. It's on... It's on 12pm Eastern, so...
1: That are at, like, five, actually.
0: Yeah, potentially, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's quite interesting, so it should be on at a reasonable time. So... We're going through the the sort of cards that we've got here. Um, We'll start from the bottom and work our way up, actually, because looking at it, you've got some random matches. So one of the matches we've got here is Mustafa Ali against Mansour.
1: Is Mansour not from Saudi Arabia? Yeah, he's a Saudi Arabia. Big man's winning then.
0: He's the one that won the Battle Royal.
1: Oh, of course. Yeah, because Saudi Arabia, this is the thing. So it's controversial they're going there anyway. But what I don't seem to get, they seem to be up to date with wrestling. They seem to watch it, they seem to understand what's going on, yet they also seem to be in an alternate universe where they think that wrestlers are still alive, that have died like 10 years prior. Like, where's the in-between?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping that they turn around and go, oh, I'd like to have uh, CM Punk and uh, Daniel Bryan. And the that's, guy goes, oh, okay.
1: That's actually the the wrong wrestling you've requested here, big man. Okay. Um, Yeah, Manchester a 100% winning. They have to keep those Saudis on side.
0: Yeah, 100%. We then have the King of the Ring finals, which is quite interesting. Okay. Um, So, so far, our only finalist is Finn Balor. Okay. So he's through. And our other semi-final is Xavier Woods against Jinder Mahal. So that's happening on Raw um, tomorrow night. So, I think the, the big talk online is Xavier Woods. That seems to be the big talk everyone keeps saying.
1: Well, yeah, it makes sense, to be fair. So, I've always liked Xavier... Xavier's always been my favourite out of the three as well. But the other two have been given world titles. The least they can do is throw him a bone and give him King of the Ring. Yeah, Just make them relevant. Yeah,
0: I think so. I think it'd be good to see Xavier win something major. Do you know what I mean? So uh, it'd be quite nice to see him win it. So we'll see how it goes. Who knows? But yeah, I think that'll be a a big win for him if he manages to do it. So um, yeah, I think that'll be an interesting match. Regardless, I think Finn Balor would also be a decent winner. So... You know, yeah, it but it go.
1: depends if they have red lights or not, because you know what he's like when it comes to red
0: lights. Yeah, so it could be interesting to, to kind of see how that one goes um, there, because there were some big names in that, that bracket, um, you know, like Cesaro, Ricochet, Rey Mysterio, um, and, you know, Xavier's came out on top. So, you know, we'll see how it goes. So, um, it could, for put all we it, know, it could be gender mile. we never know.
1: Put it this way, though. The way to look at these kind of matches is, it's not just about who deserves it, who think you think would win these always end up becoming a gimmick so who would actually run with the gimmick
0: oh King Ginder. Finn Balor King Gender makes too much sense
1: yeah, I could not see Finn Balor becoming the whole King gimmick the and Demon running King. away with it yeah, I couldn't see that I couldn't see him running with that Xavier Woods I could see him doing it I could see him having the King and messing not like, do you know what I mean making it really funny but again Ginder Mahal King Jinder seems to make the most sense unfortunately but nah I think Xavier Xavier deserves it
0: So, it's not the only tournament we have.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We also have the uh, Queen's Crown tournament, the first ever Queen's Crown tournament, which is interesting to be taking place in Saudi Arabia. Um, But, Zelina Vega is in the final. That's a good one. And, again, we're going to get another finalist from um, Raw tomorrow, and that matches between Shayna Baszler and Doudrop.
1: So, from the beginning, I said I think Shayna Baszler would win it. Loads of reasons. I think she's really, really good. She has a lot of potential. She's been stuck lately with other people, which I don't think that is right. But then saying all that, it just makes sense. She's already the queen of spades.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. And for me, though, the thing is, is it going to be drop? Like, Vince is really, you know, big on drop, So... I think she could potentially win it, and that's something I said, you know, from the the start. So
1: it could be interesting. Actually, she did win it. Um, it still be weird knowing that Viper is well, and we should do drop. But Viper is now in the WWE, going to Saudi Arabia, and potentially winning like a major tournament. It would be cool to see that because we've saw so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would be nice, but again, this is where I'm going with it. I can't see Dewdrop taking that further. It would be something that, if you look at it, and again, there's different ways to to kind of take it, but having Doudrop as a first ever winner just doesn't have enough of an oomph to it. I can't see her taking it really far. I feel like she would take it a wee bit, but it'd be more of a gimmick, and not something we'd really be into. Whereas Shayna Baszler, I could see her really taking it, being the kind of heel, like, having the crown, really rubbing at people's faces, and she would take it to a new level. Selena Vega, again, good wrestler, but I feel like she's too quiet of a personality to really have something like that. Yeah. And I know that this tournament should make you, it, should be the kind of make or break this, put you the next level, but I feel that Zelina Vega or Doudrop, I just don't see them doing much with it. Whereas Shayna Baszler, to me, seems like the natural choice. And that's why she's been my pick since day one.
0: Fair. I'm going with Doudrop. Um. So I guess we'll, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. One way or the other. So... This card just gets crazier and crazier, right? So, next up, we've got a Hell in a Cell match
1: mm-hmm. between
0: Edge and Seth Rollins.
1: This will be good. Will it, though? Yeah.
0: It's in Saudi Arabia.
1: doesn't matter where it is. Hey, Those the two crowd, wrestlers are really, really... It doesn't matter.
0: The crowd ruin it. The crowd, remember this, right? See, in wrestling, it's, there's the two wrestlers in a crowd. If the crowd aren't good, the match isn't good. If the crowd are good and the wrestlers are okay, that'll make the match better. Like, for me, a crowd can ruin a match.
1: Yeah, but I still think, give them their due, those guys are great. They are both, they'll both put themselves on the line to have a good match. They both care enough about it, you'll get a good match. The one thing I think is interesting, though, they've had really weird, sig- like, like backstage sort of, like, parts. So, yeah. like, Ed from the phone to what like the Revival which was the weirdest kind of promo ever yep. um, Seth has been inside Edge's house, Beth Phoenix has threatened to batter Seth Rollins it's a whole thing um, nah I think it'll be good Hell in a Cell though this, at least this makes sense one thing I hate is when they have a Hell in a Cell just because it's a pay per view where it makes no sense, this makes sense they literally, they want to batter each other and they've got a good storyline. It all happened when, years ago, where Edge turned up just to host Raw one night and Seth wanted to break his neck again. Edge is inking back. He's now a wrestler. Now he wants to kind of take it back from Seth Rollins. And Seth Rollins reminds me of a younger Edge. Yeah, He's got the same vibe as like, the rated R superstar. So, yeah, I see
0: it. Could be interesting. I think it's cool that are having a Selina so match, I guess. Um, next up, a match we're probably not going to talk too much about. I'm not talking about it, I'm sorry. Given uh, Kayleigh's uh, persuasion towards certain members of this match. Um, it's a no holds barred match between Goldberg and Bobby Lashley.
1: I can't believe he said his name. I
0: think it'll be alright. I mean, I'll hopefully just Goldberg smashes. That's going
1: to be terrible. And last time in Saudi Arabia, it was the worst thing ever. That's all I'm going to say, and we're going to move on because I don't have time, we're going to run. One day you'll find out why I hate him so much, but I'm not in the mood to even talk about it just now. So we're going to move on to the next match. Which is? It's going to be Big E versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. So I'm going to say something that maybe a lot of people don't agree with.
0: I don't care that you broke your elbow.
1: (laughs) Um, But when did I not? So one, I like Big E as a champion. I do. Drew McIntyre though. WWE are the only people that could ever make me not care about Drew McIntyre. I think he's a great wrestler. I think he's a great champion. But I'm fed up I'm getting thrown in our face all the time. So he had the championship, then he didn't have it, he was fighting for it all the time. I just feel like I need a bit of a break from him. I need something new. Yeah. The issue I've got just now is that one, Drew needs to go away for a while and kind of work on himself and then come back because he just he's getting stale and he's not a big personality. He needs to go away for a while just so that we're not like overdone by him. And then Biggie, E, the issue I've got with Biggie just now, I think is a good champion. He should have been champion before now though, so I feel like even though it's good, it would have been more relevant beforehand. And his issue with his title reign, he's not had great people to go up against. He's, yeah. he's not had great opponents. It seems to be he's getting the same recycled guys. If you have something fresh by having someone brand new in the picture scene, have someone else brand new that's coming up as well don't just keep giving it to the same guys because I've saw this match how many times, maybe not necessarily with Big E, but I've saw this match loads, I need something new I need something fresh, they keep putting the same guys literally, if we were to take this match card it'd probably be the same for the last how many we'd be the same guys, just slightly different variations, I'm getting bored of it, how many guys they have in their roster, they don't need to have the same guys all the time
0: yeah, that's the only issue with would ever be. It's, it's quite repetitive. Um, Biggie and Drew, I'm sure it'll be alright, but not really my cup of tea. You
1: know what's going to happen. There's going to be a load of claymore kicks. Biggie's going to throw himself out the ring and try and snap his neck. And then it's... I don't think it's going to go long. Nah.
0: I don't know. We'll, we'll find out on, on Thursday, I guess.
1: Title's not changing. Then we've got the
0: Raw Tag Team Championships. Um, RK Bro. Against A. G. Styles and OMOS.
1: I love RK Bro.
0: They are a, a good concept, but aren't they? Like it's
1: getting boring now. Again, I'm going to say it again, the whole thing. How many tag teams do they have, which are decent? And then this is what we've got: it's just RK Bro and AJ Styles. Now I've noticed I've not even got the SmackDown tag team champions. But I wonder if that's because they refused to go over. As usuals. yeah I,
0: don't know. I mean, is is Jamila to fly to the country?
1: <sighs> it's a bit awkward.
0: Anyway, we then had the oh we then have the Smackdown Women's Championship match, which I think is gonna be unreal. So we've got Becky very Lynch, good. Sasha Banks and Becky Becky, Bianca Belair.
1: This'll be a very good match. Um yeah, but again it'll be interesting though. It'll be a good dynamic. We've not saw the three of them wrestle together. We've saw Becky and Sasha, um, Sasha and Bianca and stuff and we've saw bits and bobs of Becky and Bianca and things, so I think it'll be good. The thing that's good about those three they all bring so any bits the other one's lacking somebody else has it in that match. Yeah. They all have their own strong points but they don't have the same strong points which means that they'll have a really good dynamic. Um. So yeah that one could be good and again this one makes sense for being a, a trios match. Yeah. I like it.
0: I mean it's not a trios match.
1: No you know what I mean. I didn't want to say a three way again. Okay. Because I got in trouble for that earlier.
0: Um I think as well with this one, it'll be interesting to see how it works with it being in um Saudi. You know, mm. last time they had women's in Saudi they had on that big outfit with a t shirt on, remember Natalia? Oh, yeah. The big baggy t shirt and the all in one gear and stuff. So I wonder uh, what they wear. i be interested to see what they wear. Um
1: Becky goes full heel, comes out in a bikini.
0: I think the match will be decent, to be honest, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Um and the only other match on the show is and why are they doing this in Saudi Arabia? Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the Universal title.
1: You know that no one cares about the match when the thing everyone's talking about is what side is Paul Heyman going to be on, which is irrelevant. No one actually cares. How many times have we saw this match? Yeah, Roman Reigns is a different place now. Brock Lesnar looks like Mark Leslie. Um, <laughs> 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 but still, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just the same thing over and over again. We keep seeing. So again, put it this way: there's nothing on that that card I really care about. Maybe to find out who wins the the tournaments is interesting, but everything else feels very predictable to me.
0: Yeah, no, I understand. I understand that, and I completely agree. I think it's it's one of those ones that <laughs> you know. There's lots of matches on there that, on paper, are like big matches. But I feel like on the show, it's going to feel a bit lackluster. Yeah. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. I think as well, the big thing for me is it's in Saudi Arabia. The crowd are always dead because most of them aren't interested, especially around the ring, because yeah. obviously that's where they have like the princes and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Yeah,
1: they just pay to be there. It's more of a status symbol than because they like it. But what I do want to know is, I can't wait for Friday to find out all the controversy. Did their planes get stopped? Do they owe anyone money? Like, this is what's going to be interesting. And also, so this is a question, do you think... If they get held hostage again, like they did last time, do you think that will then stop them going back?
0: Well, they didn't stop them last time when they got held hostage, so.
1: True. I just think it's sketchy that they're going back again. And honestly, there's some people on that list that I'm surprised have went. It's money. Edge is the big one. I'm surprised Edge went.
0: Uh, but it's money isn't it, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. No, I get it. Money, just, money, money. I just don't think that it's worth it just for the, the kind of controversy. And no one's... It's on a Thursday night. It's not as if they're going to have a lot of people... So they're not going to have a lot of people tuning in. People don't care because it's in Saudi. It's just a lot. I just don't see the point in it. And then the thing is... Black look at the guys money. that are on Smackdown that might not get back the next day.
0: Yeah, I think that's why there's not a lot of Smackdown action where you, you say that. Um, they've probably got a lot of the Smackdown roster... Roaster? There's a lot mm-hmm. of the Smackdown roster back home, just in case. Because remember last time, they did get the NXT folk in...
1: That was a like good um, show though, of that.
0: because of that. It was a good show, probably not in the best circumstances, but um, was a was a good show nonetheless. But yeah, I'm interested to see how it how it goes. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see we'll see how it ends up. But I think that's one thing we're we're definitely going to talk about next week um, on the show.
1: Hundred percent. So yeah, so next week we're going to talk about the the kind of aftermath of Crown Jewel. Hopefully i have a lot more to talk about this week. There's just been a lot of stuff going on kind of, in the background. Again, Mark wasn't able to make it and stuff. So it's been a bit of a... Not as much of an organised podcast as we would have expected, but there should be a lot more going next week. So it should be back to a full swing. And We've got a few different s- sections we want to bring in next week.
0: Yeah, um, if there's anything you want us to talk about, then again, I will leave a Q&A section underneath the, the show on Spotify. And as always, you can reach us on Twitter at Wrestle pod and just give us a shout and we'll be more than happy to to talk to you about uh, yeah. whatever
1: and the big wheel's coming back next week. We're my favorite part we're gonna
0: get the wheel back um also our plan at some point in the near future is to start getting guests on um and and start having a bit more of a branched out variety um of of folk on the pod but for just now, Let's just make sure we do it every week. That's the, exactly. That's the big thing for us, I think.
1: So with that, if there's anyone who's listened to us this far, if there's anyone who wants to come on, let us know. Or if there's anyone you would like to see on here, let us know. And we'll um, take it from there. So, it's been a bit of my chilled one this week. Last week I was very ranty, very all over the shop this week. has been a bit more chilled. Yeah. Don't expect that every week. I'm probably going to go back to ranting next week. Especially, I swear to God, see if someone on that match card wins... I'm going to blow my top.
0: I can't wait for it. Oh.
1: But that is that.
0: That is us this week. Um, like I said, if you want to see more of this, then make sure you hit follow um, on Spotify and subscribe to whatever other podcast platform you're on. Uh, even just give us a wee rate, a wee five-star five, star, five yeah. star review, you know? Because it's definitely a five-star, surely. <laughs> it's nothing less than that. Come on. Okay, five, you're five
1: very star. optimistic. It's
0: definitely a five-star.
1: Or just tweet us. I think it's fun just to... Talk to
0: people. Yeah, give us a give us a shout on Twitter. We'll have a wee chat um, again, K&K, or Kinky Wrestle Pod um, on Twitter, and um, myself. I am Kyle What UK. Kayleigh, you are
1: just Kaylee Laughs.
0: Kayleigh laugh, and I know he's not here, but we'll even give Mark a plug. Mark me at six ninety one. Give him a shout on not Twitter Mark well. six.
1: Everyone seems to say, and he gets raging at.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So with that said, uh, again, thank you very much for listening and we will see you guys next week.
1: Catch you.
0: Cheerio bye.